I have a new moniker today. No longer Tom Roll Tide Jones. I'm still rolling with the Tom. Yeah. I'm keeping it on the quiet. Right. Uh oh. Says it up there. I know. I got me saying. All right. Okay. All right. Well, good to see everybody in here. And there's a couple of familiar faces from Nashville here today. And they're going to be here from now on. Jason and Jennifer, why don't you guys stand? These guys have moved into the general greater Birmingham area. Well, they're way out on the edge of that, up there in Jacksonville. But uh, and Jacksonville won their first game last night. So I saw that on TV. That's a miracle. Anyway, these guys are great. It's going to be great to have them in the Haven Rock Group. Well, we're not going to do our little routine. Okay. We're not going to take our deep breath and we're not going to laugh. We'll laugh later on. Okay. But uh, Tosin and I have really worked on it. That deal last week, that had nothing, that was not his fault. I got back to Tuscaloosa and I looked on my computer and he did exactly what I sent him. But I have no idea why I sent him what I did. Okay. The digital demons were still at work. We, we got through it anyway, didn't we? Yeah, we did. That was great. All right, so today we're continuing to talk about overcoming worry and frustration. Okay. So that we can shine. It's not just so we can not worry or not, be, but it's so we can shine. So we can be a light in the world. That's right. So we're going to race through a bunch of slides here today. Got to be careful that I don't go way too long today. But uh, here were the passages we looked at last week. You know, John five seventeen. My Father's always working. And that's definitely been my theme this year, the verse that has really changed so much about my life, that God is always working. And Jesus says, I too am working. And then you read another chapter or two, and then the Holy Spirit is coming, and he's working. And so John 14, Jesus says, my peace I give you. And I want us to, to realize that's kingdom peace. And we're going to touch base on that in just a moment. John 15, I told you these things so that my joy might be in you and your joy might be. Can you imagine the look on Jesus' face when he said that? He didn't go, my joy. He, he looked about like Christian looked up here. Yeah, yeah. There you go. There you go. Now, yeah. We need to pray for Christian. We'll have a little more energy. A little more but can you imagine what Jesus put the expression on his face when he said, my joy I give to you. And, he's, and so our point was he really does this. That's not just a nice thing he says. He really does it. And then Matthew 5, 14, you are the light of the world. A city on a hill cannot be hidden. And down in verse 16, in the same way, let your light shine. And so when you're full of God's 
peace and full of God's joy in this world, you're going to shine. Amen. Yes, sir. Amen. Because not very many people are. Mm -hmm. And if you've got that full joy and peace, you're going to radiate something right. that other people are going to go, wow, what is that? That's right. Amen. That's right. So, this will be a lesson for another day, but many of you know I've done a lot of teaching on the kingdom of God. The Jewish view was we're in the present age, and then when the kingdom of God comes, we'll be in the age to come, and the Jews will be ruling over everybody else, and we'll kicking the Romans out, and all that. Jesus comes along with a different view of what the kingdom is. Right. The kingdom is the future age, the, the age to come, breaking into the present age. Right. And so in the age to come, what kind of peace are we going to have? Right. What kind of joy are we going to have? And now Jesus says that peace and that joy is breaking into the present age. You can start experiencing heaven right now before you get there. Before it happens, the present age is being invaded by the age to come. That's what the kingdom of God is all about. So we'll come back to that another day. But we've got this peace and this joy, and then we, we shine because of that. And, and so I don't know what that face does. I like that picture. Uh, you know, it, that's not a picture many people would have of Jesus. But I can imagine, and, and I don't know what Jesus' facial features, we don't know, you know. Somebody depicted that. But I like the fact that he's laughing. Because I have a feeling I got a whole nother lesson on did Jesus laugh? Oh, yeah. uh, come on, yeah. you know. What if we took laughter out of our life? What if you had that game over there with Coral and Sean and India and you guys and, and you took all the laughter out of that evening? You know, what kind of evening would you have had? Wow. You know, can you imagine a full life, life to the full, without laughter? Right. And Jesus lives life to the full. Yeah. Right. And so, anyway, we'll move along. It's but we're shining in darkness. Okay. Right. There's a lot of darkness. Right. Darkness yesterday in Jacksonville, Florida. Right. White guy walks in with his yep. AR-15 and just shoots down people yep. because he's he hates. He hates. He's full of darkness. Yep. Uh, darkness all around us. Darkness invaded Nashville. I told you about it last week uh, when we had that shooting in the school. But, but darkness is all around us right? in all kinds of ways. And so worry and frustration contribute to the darkness. They're, neither one of those words are going to be associated with light. They don't brighten up your life. Worry and frustration don't. Uh, they dim your life. Maybe don't put it out. Maybe don't put it out in time. Because if you're still talking about Jesus and focusing on Jesus, mm -hmm. there's some light yeah. coming through. But it dims your light. And so, last week we talked about worry. Uh, today, we're going to talk about frustration. Uh, let me give you a caveat. This is the first sermon I've ever done on the topic of frustration. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
This is the first sermon I've ever known of anyone doing. Maybe you have, but I haven't. And I've looked around on the internet. I can't find anybody else speaking on the subject of frustration. And we, we say, well, maybe there's a good reason for that. Maybe it's not a biblical topic. Maybe it's not something we need to be talking about. Well, I don't know. You know, last week we looked at this great scripture from Matthew 6 about worry. Mm -hmm. Jesus specifically addresses worry. Right. right. Now, I, I, I didn't make something clear because one of the slides was missing last week that I was going to remind myself with it. But when we talk about worry, and this is for another day maybe, I don't think we're talking about the psychological anxiety disorder. Right, that's right. They can be related to worry. Right. But I have experienced, I was diagnosed with uh, kind of a, a worry, not a worry, an anxiety disorder. Mm -hmm. I, I'd just be sitting in my room reading my newspaper, and all of a sudden this feeling of panic just mm -hmm. comes over right. me. Mm -hmm. Just right. for no reason. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's some kind of disorder, right? Mm -hmm. Now you can start worrying about that. Mm -hmm. And is that going to ruin my life that that happened? You know, mm -hmm. but, but it's, there's a difference. Mm -hmm. okay. Yes, yes, sir. Mm -hmm. But we have this great scripture on worry. So what's the scripture on frustration? That's a great question. Wow. Well, how about this one? Okay. Therefore, since we're surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that he has and the sin that so easily entangles. And let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us, fixing our eyes on Jesus, who's the one who makes all the difference. Now, I don't know about you, but something that hinders is worry and frustration. Frustration, getting really frustrated, hinders you. Yeah, absolutely. Hinders you from shining, hinders you from running. Yeah. And being a part of the faith That's experience. Right. That's right. And so I think we can make a case. But the caveat is, this is the first sermon I've ever done, so I'll probably come back six months from now and say, well, let me make a few corrections. Yeah. <laughs> right, exactly right. Okay. Okay. And, and, or here's something else I've learned yeah. right. that I forgot to tell you. That's right. Because that's the caveat. This is my first experience of the, but not my first experience with overcoming it. Mm. Uh, now, I'll talk about that in a minute. But, you know, if you were to categorize things, you would definitely put worry and frustration in the darkness, and you put peace and joy in the light. Mm -hmm. right. So this, to me, makes it... Uh, a valid topic yeah. Yeah. for us who are following Jesus and disciples. Okay. Caveat number two. This is not really just about overcoming worry and frustration. This is about something deeper. It's about learning to be in the presence of God. That's right. Amen. That's right. Amen. And experience the presence of God. That's good stuff. And realize that God is in your experience. Yes. Wow. Amen. And to realize that God, through the Holy Spirit, is in you. Yeah. That's right. As you experience worry, challenge, temptation to worry, or temptation to be frustrated, 
So let's, let's kind of keep our eye on that idea that it's not just about little trick, little psychological trick to overcome frustration. But it's about being in God's presence. Somebody, somebody named Brother Andrew wrote a book called Practicing the Presence of God. That's what God wants us to do. Practice His presence. So March 10th, this year, what, a little over five months ago, I'm coming up the hall in my apartment building where I live. It's an assisted living where I've been the last three years because of my wife's situation. So I'm coming up the hall. I'm in this wheelchair. I've got two or three things I'm holding on to. I'm balancing. I come to my door. In this particular building, you, you, you just, one of those electronic, you just wave it. So I'm trying to get it out and wave it. And I drop everything. And I can't remember all the details. Something spilled. And it was a mess. And I got so frustrated. And I came into my apartment. I picked everything up. Finally got everything in pushing stuff with my foot and oh, finally got everything in. I just sat there for a moment. I happened to be looking at my microwave, you know, which has got a little glass on it that you see yourself. So I'm looking at myself. I say, you get so frustrated sometimes. And this is not good. I don't think, then I started praying. I don't think, Father, that's what you really intend. That's right. That's right. I don't think. But I've been bugged by this or annoyed, challenged by this all my life. Easily get frustrated. That's right. That's right. And I said, I just pray for deliverance, <laughs> victory. From that day until now, I can tell you, I have hardly felt frustrated. Wow. Wow. That, to me, is some kind of miracle. Because wow. yeah. right. yeah. I'm 75, just now learning, <laughs> you know, just now getting there with this. Right. Now, I'll probably still mess up somewhere or something will happen. And I'll get some of that darkness in there and so forth. But I'm telling you the truth. Right. And I'm just amazed at, at God working something out like yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. I like to yeah. take that, yeah. that amount of darkness yeah. out of my life. And so it, got me, it just got me thinking about the whole subject of frustration. Right. So we're going to take a closer look at frustration. Mm -hmm. Synonyms, exasperation, annoyance, aggravation could be related to anger, vexation, irritation. Right. You have things that happen all the time. Right. I could have gotten frustrated driving over here this yes. morning right. in the traffic. Because yeah. <laughs> there are these guys that want to go 95 yeah. and 100 yeah. between Tuscaloosa and Birmingham. Yes. And they get right up on your yeah. rear yeah. and they're just, you know, they're just breathing down your neck. And some of these SUVs look really scary. <laughs> <laughs> But it's everywhere. Yeah. You can get frustrated all the time. Right. 
Uh, you know, there's some pictures. Yeah, I just did a web, quick web search. Give me images of frustration. There we go. Uh, particularly happens at your computer. Yeah. Wow. Now, it does get related to some things that are talked about in Colossians 3. It says, put away all anger and rage and filthy language. It's what, you know, in the general population, what kind of language accompanies frustration? You know, some of the words, you know. And some, some of us say those words sometimes. Or we think them. We're super frustrated. Uh, last night, I'm in a building that has internet, Wi-Fi, but it's very unpredictable. And I'll be right in the middle of something crucial, and it goes out. I lose it. And so last night, putting some of this together, it, it did that, went out. But I didn't get frustrated. I just said, I'm going to put it aside, and I'll come back to it when the timing is right. Wow. And I did which is not me. It's not me. That's something else. That's somebody else. That's some Holy Spirit. Okay. Winter times. Oh, we could list a million of these. You know, customer service calls. I got, a, I got an 87-year-old brother back in Nashville. Uh, man, the customer service calls really get to him. And so I've been sharing some of this with him. So he won't, you know, go down that wrong, dark path. Uh, computer issues, something that works inconsistently. My my van, which is sitting out there, has been doing really well lately. But it went through a period of just I never knew whether the doors were going to open or not, whether the ramp was going to deploy or not. Uh, and I depend on the thing. And so one night in Nashville. I'm, in, I'm locked in my van for an hour and a half. Oh, my God. I just ran up to the church building to do something, and I got up there and tried to put the ramp down, and the door wouldn't open. Oh, my God. And for the next hour and a half, I'm locked in the van. Mm -hmm. Ended up, the Laverne police officer oh my came down and got me out. Wow. Uh, got me out of the van. Amazing. But I didn't, it was amazing. I laughed. Oh, God. <laughs> I, I, I just thought, Ah, uh -huh. see what you're trying to do. <laughs> <laughs> when, when people don't listen, yeah. that oh, that's, that's you. Uh, and when your kids don't yeah. listen, uh -huh. yeah. traffic, we'll talk about uh, delays. Yeah. Anything that delays you can frustrate you. Absolutely. You've kind of got it all planned out. You, yeah. Your brain's working good. You, you know exactly what you got to do yep. to get there on time. Yep. And then something delays you. Yeah. You know what? God might have just saved your life. Yes, yes. Let's go talk. That's true. He might have. That's true. Yeah. He might have kept you out of an accident. Yes. It's going to happen. Yes. By delaying you. Because our God is always working. Yes. Yes. Good stuff. Wrong slides. Wrong slides. <laughs> <laughs> I absolutely put that one in. <laughs> From last week. But then there are big issues. Yeah. 
big serious issues yeah. like medical issues, you know, your yeah. poor communication from your doctor, yeah. that's frustrating. Yeah. Or, or your loved one, you're yeah. trying to take care of your loved one and, and the nurse frustrates you yeah. with something she does at the hospital or, or doesn't communicate, yeah. doesn't listen. Sometimes it's a matter of life and death. Yeah. And we get really frustrated yeah. about things like that. But what do all frustrating times have in common? Well, it's not that sweet little girl. That's, that's my granddaughter. Oh. Uh, we're we're going to go to my granddaughter for the answer. Okay. What do all frustrating times have in common? So, three months after that March day that I gave you, I'm on a little vacation with Skyler and my daughter Bethany mm -hmm. and Adam, my son-in-law. We're down in Chattanooga, and I'm thinking a lot about this frustration thing, and I said to them, what frustrates you? And so Skyler gave me some answer that I can't remember, but what I do remember is that in a moment she said, Papa Tom, mm -hmm. I'm going to change my answer. <laughs> she said, what frustrates me is when I don't get my way. Yes. Yes. She said. Wow. She said. And at first, my thought was, well, bless your heart, your selfish little heart. <laughs> and, then, and then I thought, no, that's what frustrates all of us. That's, that's every frustration when I don't get my way. I had my plan, and something messed it up. Right caused a disruption right. when I don't get my way. And so that, that makes it a very biblical topic because Sean reminded us a few weeks ago that the national anthem of hell mm -hmm. is I did it my way. Come on. So when, you know, I did it my way and you frustrated my way. That becomes a biblical topic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. My way or God's way. Mm -hmm. And so how do we respond? How do we respond to frustration? We, and, and what you're going to learn is if you start paying attention, you're going to see it coming. Before it gets there, you're going to see it coming. And you're going to go, ah, ah. I see it. I see it coming. And I'm not going down that road. Yes. You're going to learn. Yes. Right. Okay. That's right. And you're gonna, then you're going to be shining. Mm -hmm. Right. Straight up. More brightly. Yes. Okay. Okay. I started to say three rules, but I decided I'm early in the game. So I better not be making rules. Okay. Maybe three ideas or three suggestions or whatever. But, but this has worked for me. Okay. Talk to yourself, talk to God, and then, if you can, laugh. Amen. Now, my GPS on my car says something odd that Barry holds back in Nashville thinks is hilarious. So when Barry's with me in the van, in the van, the GPS will say this. It'll say, make a U-turn if possible. <laughs> and so I'm going to say laugh impossible. I'm not making it a rule. Yeah. Okay, but just impossible. Right. Okay, let's let's talk about these three for a minute. Talk to yourself. Is that a biblical idea? Yes. 
Psalm 42, the writer talks to himself. Just go read that psalm. He says, why are you so downcast, my soul? He's talking to himself. Tom Jones, why are you so downcast? Talk to yourself. So ask yourself, what's happening here? You know, listen, I'm, I'm, off, I'm kind of caught up in the moment, kind of grabbed by this thing. You know, but ask yourself, what is happening here? Just sit back. Take notice. Pay attention. How are you not getting your way right now? Frame it like that. What can I learn from this? Just keep paying attention. And then, as I said, you'll start getting accustomed to this and you'll start being able to see it coming even before it gets there, before it's got you in its snare and, and trapped you, caught up. Then, talk to God. Are you always working? Yes, I know you are. You said you are. You promised you are. Are you working right now? Yes, you are. On this, on this uh, customer service call, is God... Did he check out and go somewhere else? He's, he's working in some way. What is, how is he, what's he saying? How might he be working? Psalm 18 says he turns darkness into light. I think we looked at that for the first time I spoke here a few weeks ago. That God turns darkness into light. Now this is only a little darkness. This is not World War III. Okay. What's happening with me and my computer frustration that I'm feeling right now about something. But it's darkness. It may only be a little darkness, but it can mount up. Yes, sir. Start getting connected with some other darkness. Yes, sir. But Psalm 18 says you turn darkness into light. So how are you well, somehow you can you can do that. You can turn this frustrating situation into one that brings some light to my life. And how can I be open, Father, to using this situation? Right. And then maybe you even pray, I'm frustrated right now, but just remind me right now in the middle of this of somebody who I would need to call right after this is over. Wow. Because that, that didn't get your mind off of yourself yeah. and moving towards somebody else. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden you start feeling less frustration. And yes. now, more just love yeah. and concern for somebody else. Good. And then, as I say, laugh as possible. As often as possible. Mm -hmm. After the situation, go ahead and push yourself. If, if you, had, you, know, you know, the other day when I had you guys laugh, I didn't say anything funny, did I? I just asked you to laugh. So let's do it again right now. Okay, everybody, one, two, three. <laughs> so... So even Coral, even Coral got to the letter But be like that woman in Proverbs 31. Laugh. You know, at the days to come. But laugh at the present situation as well. And and you'll find 
It's weird. I know this just sounds like I'm talking nonsense. But frustrations can even get to be fun. <laughs> and if you'll take some of the stuff I'm talking about and work with it, I have that feeling you'll come back in a few weeks and tell me. I, I figured out, yeah, it does. It works. Yeah. It can even be fun. Yeah. And, and do you know what that little animal there is? There? That's a quokka. Everybody know about the quokka? No. It's only found the, on the western side of the continent of Australia. And people travel all the way out to Perth and out that way. That's where the quokkas are. To, to do selfies with the quokkas. They're always smiling. Wow. It's the only animal that's always smiling. Oh, wow. Now, I don't know if he's happy or not. <laughs> but he's always smiling. That's crazy. Wow. But think of the quokka when you're in the middle of something frustrating and laugh. Wow. Look that's him up crazy. on the internet. Look him up on the internet. All the selfies people go. My friend Mike Fontenot, that I wrote a book with, Powerful Souls Guide to Humility. Mike and I wrote that book together. We're old friends. So Mike traveled out there. Well, Mike actually lives out in Western Australia now. Wow. But, but he went over to the Quakas and had a selfie there. Oh, that's put on hilarious. His yeah. uh, but remember that Jesus laughed. Uh, now, in the Song of Solomon, we have an interesting little verse here. Yeah. Now, the context is a romantic situation with a man and a woman and their loving relationship. But the verse 15 says, take us the foxes, the little foxes that spoil the vines, for our vines have tender grapes. And the passage is about don't let the little irritants, little foxes get in your marriage relationship uh, and mess it up, you know, where you get wrong ways with each other over little, little foxes. Well, I think we can almost say, take the frustrations, the little frustrations that spoil the life and, and sweep them, sweep them out of our life because we're in your presence. We're remembering you're always working. We're remembering you're loving us and involved in our life. And so, therefore, we're we throw off everything, everything. that hinders yeah. fixing our eyes on Jesus. That's awesome. And so, I want you to try to envision a congregation here. I just grabbed some images off the internet. But imagine a congregation where everybody is filled with the Holy Spirit and everybody is learning to just throw off these frustrations and not be burdened down by them. And everybody's just really experiencing God's peace yeah. and God's joy. Yeah. Can you imagine what that would be like? Yeah. Right. And, and for somebody yes. who walks in here yeah. and goes, whoa, what is this? Yeah. That's right. It's yeah. just this pool of light, this yeah. pool of joy, this pool yeah. of peace. Yeah. Good stuff. That's what God wants. That's right. That's right. That's right. Good stuff. We are to be the, the ecclesia, you know, I don't like the word church, but ecclesia, uh, we're to be the Jesus group, as we're calling it down in Tuscaloosa, the T-Town Jesus team. Uh, you know, we can be this, this group that experiences this peace and joy, and others come and go, wow, 
Wow. And are drawn. Yeah. Yes. And that's God's purpose. Amen. And so, summing it up, yeah. we'll be tempted. Yeah. We can get better and better at seeing it coming. Yeah. We can use these situations to become more conscious of God. Amen. And we can see God turn darkness, even little patches of darkness. That's right into life. Amen. And so, this week, go spread some love. Yes. Right. Wherever, you, wherever you go, Amen. whatever you do, yes. spread some love. Amen. Amen. So now, let's do what the verse said there. Fix your eyes on Jesus. Amen. We're going to break bread. We're going to take the cup. And we're going to fix our eyes on Jesus. And so let's pray right now. Father, we would not be talking about any of this if it were not for Jesus. He's the one who came, taught us unbelievable things about how to live life. How to live it to the full. How to be full of joy. How to be full of peace. Father, none of us are there all the way yet, but we're starting to experience it. And we thank you. For Jesus bringing his truth into our life. And then we, we're remembering that he faced all the darkness that the world has to offer. And bore it on the cross. And laid down his life. And then you honored him by raising him to life again. And we're remembering his death, but we're remembering his resurrection and the light overcame that darkness. That's right. And as we break the bread, uh, we're remembering his body that was given. We're, we drink the cup, we're remembering his blood that was shed. Yes. But we're just grateful. We're just thankful people today that Jesus has come. In his name we pray. Amen.